0: Good morning, everyone. Uh, You're watching Mornings with Mizzy. If you're listening to me later on on the podcast, the Mizzy Bender Show. Um, If you've missed any episodes of Mornings with Mizzy, you can always go back and find Mizzy Bender Show on your most favorite podcast network because it is everywhere. Or if you want to watch the visual show, you can go to MizzyBender.com and catch up on all the episodes. So we're in a little bit of a different format today. I've been receiving a ton of feedback about um, participation and public page versus my private page and different things like that. So what I'm going to be trying out uh, for a short while to see how it goes is running the morning show on my private Facebook page. This allows only those that are my friends to see and contribute to the show itself, unlike where I was on on my public page, anybody and everybody. Uh, can kind of see that and participate in it so um, you know there are a lot of humans that want to participate but are kind of nervous because they don't want to see that information going out so I'm trying to I'm trying a little different um so here we are we are definitely getting into it and we'll see how it goes I am kind of worried though not worried but this account is kind of on restriction and I'm restricted for another like six days or something like that so I'm not really sure if you'll get the notifications that I'm live, if you'll actually see that I'm live. Uh, so I'm, you know, kind of just like weighing this out and seeing how it, how it works out. Um, but I did put a poll up that says if you think you should be sharing that you're a swinger in the workplace, uh, do you think you should be sharing that you're a swinger in the workplace? Definitely, um, oh it's not published. I wonder how I publish it. Hmm. I'll have to figure that out. Anyways. Okay, so this morning show is a community-submitted topic and we are gonna be talking about whether or not you should be sharing that you're a swinger in the workplace or not. And uh, I'll get into that shortly, but of course we have to do our weekend recap and get into all of that fun stuff. We traveled this past weekend. We went to fusion parties up in New Hampshire. It was amazing. So Miss Lady came down on Friday morning. We took the ferry out on Friday, like mid-Friday afternoon. And um, we got up to New Hampshire. It was actually a long travel because there was a lot of traffic getting into New Hampshire, which was really bizarre. Um, So we ended up getting there maybe around like five, maybe five, six o'clock or something like that. But it was still so beautiful because the leaves have been changing, just like the atmosphere is different. It's just so lovely. Good morning, Mr. Jim. Um, So, it was it was honestly a really great travel the weather on Friday was not terrible it was it was relatively nice but then Saturday came and was like oh my god this is like a bit chilly but Friday was great because we got to hang out with the owners of fusion party which is uh, Chris and Tasha. they are such amazing humans and we had such a great time we went to this really fabulous dinner I think it was called like the foundry such delicious food Um, really just a great atmosphere all around. It reminded me of like super rustic kind of, it had like that, like iron all around and you know, all wooden stuff like that. So the ambiance was just great. It was, it was really spectacular. Um, and then we headed out to a bar for a short while. I probably was the party pooper of it all because you know, I'm still trying to get my shit together from COVID. So my headspace was still like a little bit wonky. Um so I was trying real hard. I was actually, I think I said, it I was a little bit nervous about this travel for this upcoming weekend. I, it it went well, it went better than I expected it to be, which makes me feel better because that means every day is a better day and every day I'm getting into, you know, a little bit stronger and a little bit more mentally stable, which is fucking fantastic. Um, so that was our Friday night. We ended up going back to the hotel and they came back with us. I went to sleep. I think lady went to sleep and, Chris Taysha Spencer were just shooting the shit for the entire night and they did their thing which is you know what I don't really feel bad about that I kind of was like questioning whether or not I should really be going to bed, but I was like fuck that You know, we had a long travel, you know, at, this is my own time Like I don't have to be obligated to hang out with everybody if I don't want to like I'm my own person so you guys want to chill you guys do your thing like I'm going to sleep because I know how my body feels and I'm certainly not gonna put myself in a position of being uncomfortable you know tomorrow so that's what we did and it was I was really proud that I said no I'm going to bed so then Saturday came and it was a super chill day we went to the outlets because Spencer has to shop everywhere we go and kind of just like cruised around and just like was super low-key uh, Tasha took us to this really awesome um eatery in the morning I don't know it's a hippie hipster joint I think everybody kind of like came to the conclusion of um it reminds me of like almost like a Starbucks where you can where it's that kind of food but like much better than that but the ambiance of the place reminded me of that such great drinks there's a part where there's a bar so you could sit at the bar and you could order breakfast drinks of all kinds like I mean they had every kind of you could like we were drinking mimosas lady and I um, well I was trying to drink a mimosa I don't think I actually really did it I drink like baby sips of it and then she finished it but um, it was a really great place what was that called pressed cafe if anybody you know wants to know about that um, then you know Saturday was go time it was the event this time around they had um, fusion parties had us come in and set up the dungeon space so not only did we travel with vending with Mizzy's boutique uh, Spencer and lady managed the dungeon and um, It was a huge success. It was amazing. The room was packed out. Everybody was so inquisitive about the furniture itself. How do you use the pieces? Um, Just very kind of excited to see something that maybe they haven't seen before. So a lot of education was going on, um, really great vibes. The energy of the party itself was spectacular. I was so happy to see uh, they had a female DJ which I mean, that's pretty remarkable, right? I mean, from a female perspective, a female business owner, it's kind of wild to see, you know, females doing their thing. And she killed it. I mean, the music was like on point. It was great. Uh, I kind of just like stayed in the boutique and did my thing. I didn't have any drinks or anything of the sorts. So I was like pretty much sober, and uh, it was it was kind of like a long night. Um, Not it wasn't really a long night, but it kind of started out to be a little bit like rough for me but Holly and Jim stayed with me the entire night and uh, You know, we kind of just hung out and just chit-chatted and it was really really great Especially because we haven't seen them in so long. So oh my god, you guys hear my dog in the background He's driving me crazy. Thor go get out of here. Go. Go on boy. Get out or stop. Stop shaking. Um, so it was really great just to kind of like catch up with them see what they've been up to just like kind of be in my element with you know them in general and you know it's been a while since I've been on the road with the boutique so it was really great and then Sunday came and we did our breakfast we took them to the the press cafe and we kind of all went on our way we ended up meeting a friend in Connecticut um, because you know we have a four-way a four a four-way play, uh, Yeah, I guess a four-way play, whatever. So we met up with him in Connecticut, had some lunch before we had to get on the ferry. And I was super surprised because my sister was traveling to Connecticut also, but they were supposed to be on a ferry like earlier in the morning, but they ended up changing their ferry to 5 p.m. So we got to hang out with my sister and her husband on the ferry ride home as well. So the whole weekend turned out to be Just amazing, really chill, just absolutely spectacular. It was a really great way to kind of like come back into the world after uh, not traveling and kind of you know being down for the count for a bit. Now, I'm going to go up here for a second uh, because I see some comments. JP says, my coworkers are pretty conservative. So no, it wouldn't be wise to share that with them. And he's talking about the question on, that we're gonna get into shortly. Um, Frankie is asking how long is the ride now the ferry so our travel what for us to get to New Hampshire we have to drive about an hour to the ferry and then we depart out of Oregon Point which drops us in New London Connecticut when we get when the ferry ride is about an hour and 20 minutes so you have an hour there an hour and 20 on the ferry and then from New London up to New Hampshire is approximately two hours. On Friday, it took us probably about three hours though, with all the traffic and everything. Um, So it was a little bit longer than usual, but we really love taking the ferry simply because it breaks up that long drive. I think that if we were to do it in actuality, I think it would be like six hours or something. I'm not entirely sure. But even when we go to Rhode Island, we always take the ferry out cuz you know, 9 times out of 10 we're pulling the trailer and not for nothing. The gas is crazy. You know, the less that we have to drive with the trailer, so much better, you know. So, the it it actually works out so much so much better with that. And then we get to have some drinks and some great, great food on the ferry. Everybody kind of laughs at us being like, "Oh my god. Uh, you guys love the ferry food that sounds like disgusting." No, it is the best food. Anyone has ever like eaten. It's really great. Spencer will like save up all of his meals Just so he could be able to eat on the ferry on the way home and we all have our specific meals that we get Kind of changed it up this time though. I got a BLT which is (laughs) which was really unusual. I usually get um, What is it a Caesar a grilled chicken Caesar wrap or something like that But I needed something a little bit more hearty Especially because it was like not so chilly, but the weather was changing that you're like come on Let's eat something different here. So yeah, that was pretty much the weekend and now here we are. We're back to mornings with Mizzy. Now this became a community submitted question and I'm going to read it out loud and then we're going to get into community submitted thoughts as well as what your thoughts are on here and what my thoughts are. I had to take a minute to see where I really fit into this category just from my experience alone. So I'll share that after I read the question. Um, Frankie says that that's not a horrible drive. It takes about three hours just to get into Brooklyn. Yeah, fuck that. It's like even for us to try and get into Brooklyn, into the city from the island is ball busting. Like legit, it's just not our favorite thing to do. Trying to get out of New York is horrible. And it, it was not bad like during COVID, but now that like we're kind of like back to open world and regular things, nobody wants to do that. Like It's our worst. It, it's it's the worst. So we always, as much as we can avoid doing that, we do. Okay, so the gentleman that wrote in says, hey, Mizzy, hope all is well with you and Spencer. I have a question for you. I have my own business, and I have met a lot of different people all the time. The other day, I met a couple I sensed maybe in the lifestyle, as I do many times. Obviously, I don't give them contact, um, contract and say oh by the way are you guys in the lifestyle my question is is there like a secret word or something or something I can ask or maybe a symbol that I can say or do that only people in the lifestyle would know to identify one another now we all know that as of lately the upside-down pineapple has become a super popular uh, you know symbol of looking for a swingers party, so it goes both ways if you're just you know if you have a pineapple Yes, that means that you're a swinger if you have the pineapple upside down That means that you're looking for other swingers or you're looking for a swingers party So within the boutique you'll see that I have mostly upside down pineapple stuff I am actually going to migrate and bring in regular, you know regular pineapple stuff not upside down because also through the learnings and talking to everybody, people still want an identifier, but they don't specifically want to be so loud and open with it, right? So a lot of feedback from you guys have given me different thoughts and, you know, other, you know, ways of doing business, which is, you know, where we are here. Now I'm going to kind of like talk from my own experience first, and then I'll get into what the community has said. and my experience is this. So for those of you that know, I came from super corporate, right? I supported the C-suite, the CEO of a multi-billion dollar international company. Um, And I was really close with all of my, you know, upper management. Um, In our C-suite, we had one, two, three, four, five executives in there and you know there were three three girls that kind of split between all those executives but then as well as other executives and other buildings and uh, you know just scattered throughout the building i also supported all the vps and director levels of my president of north america so i had a really solid foundation of humans around me that i was very close with I was really close with them because of my home life. My home life was such a shit show that most of you guys know, uh, you know, it was very complicated. Married to an alcoholic who was, you know, suffered crazy from PTSD. And because of that, it made so many challenges in my everyday life. You know, I would be my home life would be very chaotic and a disastrous mess which would nine times out of ten leave me crying at nighttime or even in the morning because things would be kind of like trickling over but I would still have to go to work in the morning and put on a boss face and do what I needed to do but there became a point in time where I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore so um, maybe like a year and a half into the end of my career there I started to really share with my my upper management, a lot of the different things that was going on, going on in my household because I was struggling. And I, I honestly, at that point in time, I just needed people to talk to. You know, I couldn't, you know, I did like 13 years of silence and just like, you know, keeping this inside. And yeah, as weird situations arose, I kind of was a little bit sharing of them, you know, to them of the things that were going on and why I needed time off or why I needed to do something. You know because I had to leave work frequently like all sorts of weird stuff so there became a point in time where I did become very open about what was going on in my household because I couldn't concentrate sometimes I needed their support whatever it may be so they ended up becoming like my family right my family I didn't have great connections with them and truthfully speaking there becomes a point in time where you don't want to share certain things anymore because you know I felt like I was making a choice I stayed in my relationship for a reason and like I didn't want to be a broken book anymore you know my brother knew a lot of the stuff that went on in my household because he kind of was like my rescuer a lot of the time so he probably was the only person that was really involved in things but even still like I kept him at a super distance because I, I just couldn't keep bringing him into you know, these outrageous scenarios. And I know that worried him tremendously on some of the things that went on. So, you know, at first it started out with my HR department and I would go to my HR department. But then after a while I did, I established such a great relationship with my CEO that, you know, he and I would just like shoot the shit. Now listen, when you're an executive assistant or an assistant or anything of the sorts, you know, you have to become like super tight with your boss because you need to be able to think like two steps ahead of them. You need to be like right ahead of them. You need to know everything that it is that they're gonna be thinking before they think it, right? So we spent so much time together. And I ended up, you know, he would always ask me questions about my family or, you know, like we would just get to know each other. Whether that was appropriate or not, I have no idea. But there became a point in time where I really started to share so much with him. And then, you know, towards the end of, my marriage. And when I met Spencer, uh, things were getting really fucking wild at home. And, um, I ended up, you know, I shared with my boss and you know, uh, whoever they were, like I did share with them, like, Oh my God, you know, this is like, I I met this new person. This is what he does. I shared about mind-bender parties, you know, all these different things. And they kind of just were looking at me like, Oh my God, like, what is this girl getting into? It was almost like. You know, you hit that like midlife crisis and all of a sudden you go fucking bonkers and you know, you go haywire and you start doing all these like crazy things like that's what they were thinking of me. And since I didn't really understand the swingers world either, and I was just learning, like I was sharing with them as I, you know, was going through the process and I think that it was too much. I think I shared too much with them because they just didn't understand. They just kept thinking like, Oh my God, you know, she's going to this place and it's just a wild orgy every, you know, just around her. And clearly if you've been to a swingers party, that's not exactly what's going on. That's not what's happening. That's not the composition of what it was, you know? So I'll never forget when I went to my first event, I I took off on a Friday. They knew I was taking off on a Friday so I can go to this party. And I, you know, when I came back on Monday or Tuesday, whenever it was, and I was sharing with them, like it was a great time, you know, I danced the night away, you know, it was, you know, I kind of just did my thing and I was very um, reserved per se, you know, because at that event, I only stayed on the dance floor, maybe like two or three times. Spencer walked me through the venue itself, because Spencer's constantly walking through the venues, checking things out, seeing what's going on, what's happening around, you know, just making sure everything's on the up and up and nobody's being crazy or, you know, just like we, I now we, I say we, but then it was him wanted to scout things out just to make sure everything was cool. So I'll never forget, you know, like this is what I was saying to them and you know, their biggest questions were on the actual sex, like, What happened? Where was it? What was going on? You know, and I'm like, oh, well, I didn't even really pay attention to any of that stuff. Like I'm like, there were private rooms, people were doing their thing. Like I wasn't really observing like the sexual aspect of the swingers party at that point in time. So I think that they were really confused as to what it was I was getting into and kind of concerned. And also at the same time, you know, the executive assistant to the CEO of this like, you know, huge company uh, what are people going to think if the outside world comes across that this is what you're doing? I didn't get it at the time, right? Because I thought that I should be able to be who I am and I should be able to, you know, if you're, if you're who my confidant is, like, I should be able to talk to you about these things, not realizing, recognizing until way later that my relationships with, you know, my work were probably way off balance and way off skewed to what they should be, right? So I kinda had like mixed feelings and reviews, you know, as time went on. And there was a point in time where, you know, my boss said to me, you know, too many people know about like what you have going on. And I'm thinking to myself, how do wait how to how do too many people know what's going on? Unless you guys are sharing with them what I'm up to, nobody should know what's going on because there's only a few select of you that like I've chatted with about this and they were my, you know, partners. So for me, I was like kind of confused and I was just like, I just don't get it. After the restructure happened and my job position was eliminated and everything, my job position was eliminated because they moved the company out of the state that I I worked in into another state. So the option was at one point in time, they said I could move to the other state or, you know, they're going to have to eventually, you know, migrate me out for a split second. I was potentially thinking about moving with the company, but then I met Spencer and I'm like, whoa, like, no, like I want to be here. I want to do this. You know, like New York is my home. This is where I am. And like, I'm not gonna move for a dollar, right? Because that's basically what it was going to be. You know, the the compensation that I was making uh, at the time with a location that was like 15 minutes away from my home, I would have ended up having to, you know, go into New York City uh, to, to, to make that dollar again or go to the state that they were, you know, kind of asking me to go to at the time. And neither one was anything that I was thrilled about. I didn't want to do a commute on my own to the city, which would have been a a train ride. I would have taken the train, which is an hour, hour and 20 minutes, kind of. I'm also like not a New York City girl, like at all. I don't like the hustle and bustle of like all the crowds and everything around me. I certainly don't like all the chaos that goes on in the city, you know, and truthfully, the locations and the agencies and different things that I would be looking at were, you know, far away from the train. So it would have been a train and a taxi or whatever the fuck it would have been. It just wasn't anything I wanted to do. So the world kind of worked out the way that it should have in my direction of being able to migrate into the world that I live in now. But it wasn't until after the official, um, transition happened that I had the time off that I was able to sit back and kind of reflect and think about different things. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe when I get into the workforce again, maybe I should have certain boundaries. And I am a stronger and different person now that I would not need the support from my job like that because I have so many people around me uh, you know, that love and support me the way that I am and who I am and especially my family. I have a much different dynamic with my family now than I did then. So everything is so different. But it did make me think, maybe it's not appropriate for me to have these conversations regardless of what my relationship is with them because people don't understand and people don't get what our lives really are like. People just think, oh, you're swingers, you're just fucking all the time. And that's not what it is, in my perspective, in what I've seen. You know, we have so many conversations in the private group about, you know, how do you like to interact as a swinger? You know, are you more of like going to the club and not having any personal relationships with anybody? Or do you rather have a personal relationship and establish a friendship and get to know somebody before you get into these things? But the one thing that people miss is, if you're going to a swingers party, you're not walking into a full-on naked orgy. That's not the case at all. You know, truthfully speaking, um, play doesn't really even start until like after midnight, honestly. What I've gathered, and I've been to a lot of events, you know, it seems to me that A lot of humans just like coming to the events, they like to have a beverage, they like to shoot the shit, they like to kind of find their bonds, they like to find, you know, the others that are going to have the same kind of play style and, you know, dance and have a great time and really enjoy like the party atmosphere. And then yes, the sexual attachment could potentially come, it could potentially not come, you know, it's just the idea that you're allowed to do it at that particular place, right? And so. I think that as much as swinging has become more mainstream and much more aware to the public, it's still so not, there's still a lack of education as to what actually happens and how all these things transpire. So for me, you know, this was a really great question because it made me go back and think about what is my perspective? How do I really feel about it? And I am kind of like mixed on it, right? Because we should be allowed to be who we are and live our lives free and clear, right? But it goes down to like, if you're gay, lesbian, bisexual, we struggle with like coming out of the closet with those things, right? And we feel like we can't live our lives completely. Now, it's kind of strange for me to relate it to the swinging world, but I kind of like think about it as being closeted into who we are as individuals and we shouldn't have that you know on us we should be able to live exactly how and where and whatever we want however whenever right but in certain circumstances that's just not realistic right you wouldn't go into a church and start blurting out to everybody that you're a swinger right because Well, it's church, and well, there's probably, you know, you're supposed to be quiet and it's more sacred, and, you know, all these different things. You're not going into a library and just like spewing this shit out. Like, there's a time and place for all of this stuff, right? And so that was the one thing that, like, I really started to like kind of grasp about. There's a time and place for everything. And although not appropriate, and although we think that we should be more free, there is a time and place. And so I was really happy to hear some of the comments that were given to me by the community because there was mixed reviews on it. But then also there were suggestions on the things that you can look out for from a swinger perspective. I am gonna go back up and read some comments because I know that there are some that I missed. And um, Holly says that um, she has to head into work but she wanted to stop in and say hi. And I don't think your personal life is meant to be brought into your workplace. Things at work can get messy and too easily for somebody to take offense. The society isn't always accepting of things and it's best to keep things professional. However, if your business is surrounding the lifestyle somehow, it probably is okay and more accepted because more likely to find like-minded individuals in that business. So I have to agree with that, right? Now, an example is like if you're upper management, and, and this is what I think they you yeah, know, I think my job's kind of, Um, insecurity with me was like, I represented something strong within the organization, I represented a lot within the organization, as a matter of fact, and I think that they were nervous that once others found out what it was that I was up to, they were now going to start sexualizing me instead of keeping me in like that boss format that they all saw me as right, because in my job function, I didn't just support the C suite, I created all the CSR programs. Um, I ran most of the programs. You know, with there was a lead in the CSR department, but I was the head of the council, so I ran the council. I was in charge of all the council members, and not just in my state. We were like seven states deep, so there were all these programs that I was in charge of. I ran all of the corporate um, initiatives from events to different, you know, onboardings of different kinds of associates. And I mean, you name it, I was part of it for God knows reasons why, but there was not something that went on in that organization that I wasn't involved in. So I probably touched every single business unit and I was a leader to a lot of the individuals in that organization. And I think that they were worried that the sexual part of things were going to override, you know, actual. You know, work stuff. And once I started to really think about that and understand, now that ne- this was never said to me, I wanna make this very clear. I'm just kind of assuming, I'm going back and thinking about things, you know, because sometimes, like, when you go back and self reflect and you hear some of the things replay in your brain, not that anything was ever said to me negatively or in a, you know, um, in a bad fashion or anything of the sorts. Like, they kind of supported me, but they kind of didn't. Like, they were very confused. But when I look back, I can see where there would be an uncomfortable, you know, position from what I held. Now, if I was just a junior member and like really not integrated into anywhere, you know, maybe it might have been different, but from the position that you hold is very different. Like if you're a manager, you want people to respect you at all times. You don't want them to have to start questioning you on what it is that you're up to. And people's minds go in all sorts of different directions, right? They don't, since they don't understand, they do have all these different assumptions, right? So like now are you picturing me naked? I don't fucking know, you know? You probably are picturing me naked to begin with not to be tooting my own horn but you know everybody does that you know you see somebody that you kind of feel is attractive and you're like oh my gosh what would I think about that right I think it's human nature but now you're formally saying oh yes this is what I'm doing it makes it more accessible and so much easier for you know comments to be thrown at you or you know people to be more inquisitive or pay more attention to you and stuff and you don't want that either you don't want the bad publicity of what people don't understand right and so I can kind of see where they would have thought that I was a liability or you know it wasn't appropriate for me to be sharing this stuff at work who knows. Um, so Frankie's saying that they just don't understand but they love the details. And that's very true, I think that even if you were to sit down and map out exactly what goes on at one of these events, people still wouldn't believe you, like they would have to see it with their own eyes. You know, my birthday event, I was so happy that my brother came to my birthday event because, you know, like, over time, initially, he didn't support where I was and what I was doing. And it was uncomfortable for him because he didn't understand. And even me explaining it to him, he didn't understand. And it took all the way until maybe it was like mid COVID, where, you know, the morning show was in full effect. At that time, we were running from 7 a.m. to 12 p.m., five hours a day, um, you know, and the amount of community members that were flowing through and conversations that we were having and all these different things, it was a very empowering moment for me because I really felt like I was making a difference. And I would share this with my brother and my sister and be like, but you don't understand, like this is what's going on and this is what's happening. And you know, I really tried to keep them involved, but he turned around to me and said, you know what though, unless I see it with my own eyes, I can't relate to you. And all these words that you're saying to me, yeah, they're great but I just don't get it. So until I see it, I just don't know, right? And that was the moment that I decided that I was going to put my brother and my so- my sister on my social media here. You know, because I do have a vanilla account. I ha- I don't hardly go on it. You know, my whole life is based around here and you know, this is what I do. and. Um, you know, my vanilla account, I don't really go on anyways, because there's a lot of memories that, you know, the time hop things that pop up and you know, it has like my stepson in it. And there's a lot of different things that, you know, get my heart and not that I'm trying to dismiss it, but you know what, I'm just not there in life anymore. And I just, it's okay for me to move on and, and be in a different place. So I made the decision during COVID to put both my brother and my sister on this account. and it. You know, it took them some time to adjust into some of the conversations that we were having and some of the things that were going on. But to this day, they really appreciate it because they understand who I am as an individual. They understand what my thoughts are in the swing lifestyle. They understand and see how happy this all makes me and the things that I'm doing that are super positive. So for him to get to the point that he was able to come to one of the events and really see. What the composition of it was made me happy, you know. Number one, brother, good for you for really trying to step out of your comfort zone, support me, be part of my birthday, and really understand the things uh, that really go on for you to have a full understanding that it's not just a fuck fest. And he and I did have the conversation after the, you know, the party was over and the weekend was over, and he was like, you know it wasn't anything like I thought it was going to be. He's like, yeah, I saw like naked, you know, humans like walking around the yard or whatever, but he's like, whatever, they're just naked, right? He, It wasn't anything that was bothersome to him. And it made me so happy to be able to have that conversation, right? But here we are, it's like four years later. So the development and the progression of it has taken so much time, but now my brother and my sister are my biggest supporters and it's because they needed to see it. It's because they needed to have a lot of different kinds of interactions. and understand, you know, the flow, that it's not just this sexual, you know, craziness that goes on. And that made me happy. So these are the things that I was thinking about when this question came to my table, because I want to be super honest and I want to be really clear that maybe some things aren't for everybody, you know, to hear. Maybe some of our personal stuff is not for the whole world to know. You know, we're allowed to interact and do things privately. Uh, Without everybody knowing which I guess is one of the reasons why now I've migrated to try and run the morning show on my private account Um, Because people want it to be more private and people want to be able to engage Without feeling nervous about any kind of repercussions or anything of the sorts and I value that right? I value having to be I, I value being our individual selves but being able to be open and honest with everybody around us at our own comfort levels, because not everybody is at the same open freedom that I'm at, right? Like it's taken me some time, it's taken me some serious drama and public nonsense for me to get to the point where I'm like, fuck it, I am who I am and this is what it is. And you know what, all in, right? But not everybody can be that way. So to have these conversations and discussions and get the different point of views of everybody uh, is super important because number one it shows that you're not alone. The thoughts that you have, everybody else is kind of managing them through at, at at the same time. And if somebody's thought can help you get to your next step or your next level of freedom or just you know settle your brain on you know what I don't have to share everything. Well then that's what the show is for, right? So. David says, I'm all about the friends and atmosphere over playing. If it happens, cool, but not my goal with going to events. 100%. You know, it goes back to even our relationship with Miss Lady. You know, we don't fuck all the time. It's not like even this past weekend. It, You know, like it's so funny because her and I on Saturday night. So, you know, after the club event is over, Spencer's always like so hot and heavy and he's like ready to bang, Right? And it's really difficult for us to do stuff like that at the events because we're usually managing a few different things. We also have cleanup at the end of the night. So like we have to keep our business mindset in place until the event is over and cleanup is done. And so, you know, on this past Saturday, we went back to the hotel, we were hanging out with Holly and Jim, you know, it was just the five of us kind of just like doing our thing, just shooting the shit. It was actually really great. Uh, A lot of heavy debate, a lot of great discussion, Um, but, you know, we were chit-chatting until like four in the morning, you know, and then after Holly and Jim left, Spencer's like, all right, it's time to get down to business lady, you know, both of us, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, motherfucker, it's like four in the morning. Like, I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. Lady's like, I'm putting my earbuds in and I'm going to bed. She's like, you're the only one, girl. You're in by yourself. And I'm like, fuck, man, you know, like, I just, I, I don't even know why I was saying that, but pretty much to, to, I guess, just say like, we don't all have sex all the time, right? It's about having the company. It's about being like around those that you care about and, you know, just maybe being in a more like-minded environment where you can just be however you want to, right? So it's not like even all of us are like constantly, you know, think about your own relationship. You're not constantly fucking all the time. Maybe some people have more of a healthier sex life than others, but I mean, it's not like, you know, every single second of the day, you're, you know, getting it in, it's not like that. Right. And it's the same thing with the swingers lifestyle. You're not constantly getting it in. If you go to an event, maybe you might not be actually, maybe you might not met of somebody that is compatible with you for you to actually proceed with it. So David, I'm with you on it. And good morning, June bug. Frankie says, this is a great outlet for people in the lifestyle. Prior to social media, finding a community must have been ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know how anybody did this before social media. I wasn't around at that time, so I couldn't even fathom it. Um, but I do know out of all the social platforms Facebook has been my ultimate favorite Simply because there's so many groups across the country. I mean, I'm in over 150 swingers groups, which is crazy uh, day by day. I'm kind of eliminating myself from them I'll be honest the ones that I eliminate myself from are the ones that like tag everybody in it when you get the tag everyone It's an automatic leave the group like it's just too much for me so little by little I've been like, you know getting rid of it, but um, you know I don't know so I know these are like all weird tangents getting back to like identifying yourself in the business place but I don't know so Becca says I love how open you've been and able to be with your family about it you know Becca, me too Um, you know truthfully speaking I probably would have never been as open as I am but because of the drama and being semi outed to some family members I had no choice but to kind of own it and it was that moment where I needed to make the decision. I'm either gonna own it and say, No, this is who I am and you need to learn to accept it or kind of like fight the battle and, you know, go into a shell and say, you know what, you can think of whatever you want of me. But that's not the composition of the relationship between my brother and my sister and myself. The three of us have such a strong bond that I feel like we can make it through anything and you know what this was one little check off the off the box that you know we're going to get through this and I'm really happy that we took that approach. So, yeah, it was a bumpy ride. I probably would not have been so open had my journey not gone the way that it did, but at the end of the day I'm really I'm really happy that my journey went the way that it did because I had no choice but to own everything and I'm much happier today living my free self with the support of them. I mean even my mother, you know, I had my mom on the podcast and her and I did a whole segment on explaining to her about the swinger's lifestyle, why I got into it because of because her and I's relationship was so kind of like wonky. She didn't necessarily know all the details of my marriage and a lot of different things that had gone on. And so it was really important that you know others can see that you can establish that relationship if you want to. Now, not everybody's as accepting as my family, and like I said, it took a lot of conversation, a lot of ups and downs. I mean, my one point in time, my mom called me a slut whore. Uh, she, you know, my brother and my sister would defend me to my mom, and you know, one of her responses was, "Well, if you're going to defend your slut whore sister, then I'm not going to talk to you guys anymore." So there were some really negative things. I'm not saying it's all ben Jolly Ranchers because it's, it's been a difficult road. But I was really happy I was able to get to the point that I was able to bring my mom onto this show and we were able to have an open discussion about the different things and have more of an understanding. And not so much for myself, but for everybody else to say, you know what, when you're ready and when you feel comfortable and you know, and want to own who you are in a more solid fashion, you can do it. And here are the tools that you know you can use to get there. So, um, Taisha and Chris said, "I heard back in the day that." there was Yahoo groups for it. Really? I didn't even know Yahoo had groups. That's kind of crazy. Um, But again, I wasn't like so into the social media world. At the time, my ex-husband didn't believe that I should be on social media and it was like a huge issue. So I didn't really engage much in the social world. It wasn't until really, um, I don't know, maybe after Hurricane Sandy happened and... I was like, "Fuck this!" Like, I just I need to see my family. I need to be more involved. Like, a lot of different things transpired. Uh, so, like, my social media interactions not that long, truthfully. When I think about the journey of it, um, Becca, thank you for being uh, so you know open with your thoughts and stuff like that. So, here are some of the things that the community said on the. I know that this is probably a wild like bring back, but. So some of, the identif- some of the things that you can say or do to identify that you're a swinger. Flamingos. I mean, I've heard that before, but I don't see many flamingos everywhere. Do you guys? like? I really only have known the pineapple stuff um and then david says that in the villages of florida that they use colored loofahs and the colored they hang them on their their golf carts and the colored loofahs there's different colors for different setups i don't know what they all are but i that is one of the things that somebody has said they also said hey just come out and say do you like pineapples okay well that's a pretty good approach and you know a lot of uh individuals wear some sort of pineapple on them the hardcore swingers that are really like looking for something that usually have like pineapple earrings. So they have, you know, like they're wearing a pineapple everywhere in some sort of way, you know, whether it's their bag or whatever it may be. Um, and so black rings, black rings is another identifier. I know many individuals that wear black rings specifically for the swinger, uh, mentality. However, I did learn and I read somewhere that if you wear the, um, black ring on your middle finger it represents you being asexual so you might want to kind of look into that a little bit if you are considering uh, a black ring setup but I have seen a lot of swingers with the black ring and um, having that idea, and, and they actually share that it's because of that reason um, I know a, a couple of hours that recently got married and he specifically looked for a black ring because of that purpose um, an anklet An anklet also symbolizes uh, you being a swinger, more so a hot wife, I believe, but that is a representation of the alternative lifestyle. Some of the things that on uh, your home, like the gnomes, the metal star on your house, these are all different representations of being a swinger also. Now, the one thing that I thought was a really amazing call out was somebody said, you know, just because these are identifiers does not mean that all these individuals are swingers. You know, my aunt has a red star on her house because she's super country and she loves like the country vibe and ambiance and stuff like that. She's certainly not a swinger. I assure you of that. Um, My one aunt wears an anklet, I'm like, well, she's possibly one after I kind of look at like all the different patterns through life and things like that. I'm like, hmm. I question this behavior right here when I look back to some of the things, but the one thing that we really need to know is just because, you know, others are wearing these different identifiers does not specifically mean that they're swingers. It could just possibly mean that they like an anklet and that they like gnomes. I love little gnomes. I have them all over the place. I would still have them whether I was a swinger or not. Truthfully speaking, I don't think I wear anything that represents that I'm a swinger, even though I have like my own clothing line and stuff like that. I, you know, I kind of just wear the things that I want and I just freely speak and just like share I'm a swinger and I don't really care what I say out loud, but I, you know, I clearly have no boundaries. Um, But I thought it was a really great call out for somebody to say like, don't misinterpret somebody wearing these things and think that they're automatically that because it could just be that they just like them. And I was like, that is such a great point because people are you know, looking for and striving and, and trying to make these connections that you, know, you can make a terrible mistake and can embarrass yourself or make them feel uncomfortable. So you really need to be careful on how you're approaching others, even though uh, you know, they have these identifiers on them. Um, so Frankie is saying no flamingos in Northeast Pennsylvania yeah there's no flamingos on in fucking New York I don't think either. And um, Taisha and Chris remember I was mentioning they are the owners of Fusion Party they're right here. Um, they're also saying the Black rings and so that was one of the things that I've heard most about. there is there are some jewelry um, companies within the swingers lifestyle that does that they sell all sorts of different kinds of swinger. Uh, jewelry I can look to you know kind of create some partnerships with them to see if we can get you know some discount codes or whatever if you're looking to have some sort of identifier on you now this is the one thing that kind of goes down to my perspective and I was really happy to hear that somebody actually kind of went a little bit more thought into the question and not just as the identifiers themselves but he said as a business owner Never take that risk. You're bound to see them in the proper community site or place. Now, this is, I thought, was a really great uh, call out. As a business owner, you don't ever want to put yourself in jeopardy of losing business, right? Because if you're communicating with somebody and you think that they're possibly a swinger and they turn not to be a swinger, I mean, are you going to offend them? Are you going to make them feel uncomfortable? Are you going to make them feel, I don't know, sexualized in some sort of way because they don't understand, uh, you know, the composition of the community? There were all these different things that I thought about after I read his comment. And I said, you know what, it brought me back to that whole explanation that I went through with my, you know, career and my thoughts in the corporate world. And I was like, you know what, you're right. Like, if in fact They are a swinger. I'm sure most likely you would run into them in some way, shape, or form within the community somewhere. There are a lot of individuals that you know I come across and end up seeing them on a social platform or I see them on one of the swinger websites or something like that. You know, somebody else brought up the fact that you know, why, you know, why in a complete open world would you start, you know, sharing that you're a swinger, if you're trying to be so reserved, right, there are so many individuals when you go on even on the swinger apps, Facebook here, a lot of the places that you go to people cut out their faces, they only have their bodies, you only see portions of them, you know, on the swinger sites, you have to like unlock certain things for them to even share, you know, photos with you and stuff like that. So there was kind of like this mixed review of like, why would we even have identifiers if we're trying to be discreet, which brought me back to rights. Not everybody thinks the same way. Not everybody is as open as everybody else. I have to always remember that. I always speak so freely and so like openly, but I forget not everybody's like that. So sometimes, you know, my perspectives and my opinions are so far away from anything that any one of you would do because you're just not at that point in your life. And that's totally cool because of whatever your job is, you know, listen, you have people that are teachers, um, I don't know, they work in mili- uh, military. Military, I wouldn't really say is so so conservative about being a swinger because I feel like that's where the swinger lifestyle started. Um, but, you know, more in the government work, you know, you have certain jobs that you have to be so discreet over that you can't have stuff like this, like floating on, you know, floating around about you. So there was a really great conversation around, wait a minute, are we trying to identify ourselves? Are we trying to keep ourselves discreet? I'm kind of confused by this which is why the discussions are so important, because it gives everybody the opportunity to see that we all live our lives completely different and we all are at different places and we all can't be as open and honest with everybody around us as maybe the next person. So I really appreciated to hear all of the valuable feedback that you know, the community had to bring to the table because it makes me take a step back and say, okay, You need to think about this differently and you need to be able to talk to the entire world, right? Because it's not just me living it, it's, you know, we're all talking about it together. And so sharing that long story about my corporate journey, I feel like was important because it gives you an understanding of where I was, how I was thinking and how free I was. And maybe it shouldn't have been, you know, that way. And I have heard a few different stories of others in the workplace that have had to deal with some negative backlash because of the life choices that they make. And it's very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable when you're in a situation and you're under investigation because of your sexual choices. And as a matter of fact, Snow even commented on one of the threads saying, at what job place are you even allowed to talk about your sexual desires and stuff. It's not really a conversation one really has at work, you know, as JP mentioned, you know, they're not very open about stuff like this. So he's certainly not going to share, you know, with his workplace, his thoughts and needs and wants and you know, this kind of environment, right. So, you know, we have to think about all these different things. So I was really happy to have like kind of like a regrounding moment and say, Okay, wait a minute, big picture here. There's a lot of different aspects of it. We can't always assume that just because somebody has a pineapple that they're a swinger. Okay, if it's an upside down pineapple, you probably are in a pretty good uh, indication that they are. But just a general pineapple that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Just because they have an anklet, okay, who cares? I was actually you know kidding with Miss lady this past weekend because we got onto the subjects of anklets and she was saying how much she really loves them. And I was like, oh, you know what that represents a swinger, right? She's like, I was wearing that shit when I was like seven years old. She's like, I wasn't a swinger. I mean, she's not a swinger now, but she's like, I couldn't possibly represent that. Like at that age. So like, it was kind of like, it was silly, but it was like, no, like she was not offended, but like she had a very quick response to like, that's fucking ridiculous. Right. So just like these few little things, I'm like, oh, that's right. You know, like everybody, it's just. Just because it's that does not mean that you're a swinger, you're an alternative lifestyle in any kind of way. Um, So Tasha and Chris are saying black rings on the right hand ring finger. Yes, that is what I read to be the most appropriate thing. Um, And then black rings are becoming more popular with vanilla couples now. Frankie says yeah I think that the darker jewelry definitely hit like a pop in the market like a year or two ago and you saw a lot more of that come through so I do think it goes back to the same conversation of just because they are you know wearing the black rings does not necessarily mean that they are a swinger so even though you see these identifiers you still have to be extremely cautious on how you approach them and how is that I don't know is it I see that you're wearing a black ring um, you know, what I've also heard about, I don't, I don't even know what, I don't even know how I would even approach somebody with that. Like, does anybody have a suggestion? Like, how do you present that to somebody? Like, Oh my God. Okay. You know, are we in the same, same thought process here? And they would be like, look at you. Like, what are you talking about if they're not a swinger? So how do you even backpedal out of that? I don't really know. Like, so for me, if you are an owner of a business, and you come across individuals that you are having as your customer, I don't ever think that you should ask them if they're a swinger or not. In this particular case, with this particular question, I do think that there is some severe separation here. If you are the owner of the business or in a high level position and these are your customers, don't ever mix business with pleasure. It just ends messy, right? Because then what happens if, okay, say they are a swinger, say that you guys get together for some sort of, you know, interaction or something like that, and it goes completely wrong. Then what happens with your business? Are those individuals going to go and start bad-mathing your business because things had a falling out over? I would be super concerned about that. And truthfully speaking, uh, business for me outweighs so much more than a fuck. That's absolutely f- matter of fact positively, which I've said time and time again, chances of me having any sexual interactions with anybody that has engaged on the morning show, purchased from my boutique, attended one of our events, very slim. Chance that I'm going to sexually interact with you? Why? Because I'm super afraid of the repercussions. I'm super afraid of all the drama. I'm super afraid of all the bullshit that goes on. You know, my business is super important to me, and I never want to mix and 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 have anything backfire on me. So then that goes to my part now. Don't mix business and pleasure. That is probably my final notation of this show. After all of the conversation that we had, that went in every which direction, and so many different examples, you just never know where an individual is at, what their mindset is, what they're comfortable with, how open they are. A lot of humans have a lot of uh, insecurities about talking about sex. A lot of humans are not so, um, you know, like open to understanding kinky sex, hardcore sex, you know, weird who uh, fetish, you know. Not a lot of individuals are in that mindset. So you can be personally offending somebody if you came at them in the wrong way. You know, so as a business owner, I don't think I would ever encourage you to try and figure out what it is of another person if you're trying to be in the business atmosphere. Now, If you're out at a bar and you're not having your business hat on and you don't bring up business and you're not trying to give them a contract or sign off on something and you're just shooting the shit. Well, that's a different story, right? Because now you're not in your business mindset and you're out personally and you're just doing your thing. You know, that's a little bit of a different circumstance that you can kind of get a little bit more, you know, investigative with that person and a little bit more open to conversation and stuff. Time and place. There's a time and place for everything. And that's I think the moral of the story also. It depends on where you are, who you're with, what you're doing, what the composition is. As adults, we should understand the most appropriate time to make a comment. Ah, oh, Sidebar. You know, I put on I you know, I, I put on my, my page all these different kinds of like memes and quotes and stuff. And one was like I wouldn't do to others what I would treat others how, I want to treat others how, I I don't know what the saying is, I can't say it. You want to be treated how you treat others or some shit like that. It's like a simple rule. Now, at no point in time is that a sexual comment. It is a very like, as a human, don't be an asshole. Treat everybody with kindness, right? But then there are some men that come on the post and start talking about anal. They're talking about, I like banging my girlfriend in the ass, I'm not having that done to me. My comments back to them was, is this really the thread for you to be making those comments are? No. There's a time and place for you to have these outlandish comments. Something on a thread like this, inappropriate as all can be, so you could either like, take a hike or something. You know, time and place for everything. You gotta read the room. You gotta know your audience. You gotta know what you're getting involved in. You know, you wanna make sure that you're treating everybody with the same respect and kindness that you would receive back, so you don't wanna offend anybody in any kind of way. So Frankie says pineapples were insanely popular this year with clothing and other accessories. If I counted on that, everyone in Virginia beach was a swinger. That's the thing. Like pop, everybody, you know, people try and understand where pineapples came from. Pineapples came from the origination of they are, they represent a welcome, like it's welcoming, right? That's what it represents. So everybody and their mother has pineapple stuff. That's like the point, like you can't just assume that just because they have pineapple stuff that they're a swinger. No, because that's just something that represents a welcoming nature. It is something that's a warm hearted thing. If you research what that means, you'll find that that's what it is. It wasn't until Urban Dictionary put out Pineapple representation to uh, swingers lifestyle like three years ago or something like that. It's very very new and yes The pineapples have become overly popular now because I think everybody and their mother has a fucking cricket and can make all sorts of clothing and stuff like that So it's just been inundated and saturated across the board with all this pineapple stuff. So um, Yeah, that's a little bit complicated Um, Cory asks um, has I've asked what the significance of the black ring is um, so you, you'll just say, oh, I like your ring. What's the, you know, what is it represents like in that kind of way? I mean, that could be a good way to kind of introduce it. Um, David said pineapples used to be associated with wealth a lot. So a lot of house, older houses have pineapples as part of the decor. Oh, see, I, I didn't even know about the wealth part. You learn something new every day. Um, so it's been about an hour and the morning show has been, uh, great success I think. It was really great to chat with everybody. Um, I hope that you take kind of my stories and think about them and apply them to you know your scenarios on time and place for everything and don't automatically assume because assuming makes an ass out of you and me and nobody likes that. Um, So what's coming up? Uh, On Thursday, we have the continuation of the mini series with Miss Lady and I, and it's the journey of our Polly Swingers relationship. Um, She is really just telling her backstory on who she is. We have still gotten, you know, we're almost to the point of getting to where our relationship really started and how it started and all this stuff. Um, But it was really important to have her share her journey, her life just so everybody can relate to her and understand why she is the way that she is and why her thoughts are the way that she is, just like I try and do with you, full transparency so you get the full understanding and try and be able to tap into the thoughts a little bit better. Um, We'll be heading to Exotica on October 22nd. We'll be touring the show, kind of just doing some business stuff there. And then the weekend after, October 29th, we're going to be holding our Boo 5 in Rhode Island. Uh, We're very excited about that. If you need to RSVP still, it's mindbenderparties.com. And um, I have um, the hotel block for anybody that wants to stay at the hotel. And if you have a topic for the morning show, email me at mizzybender at outlook.com. We do have a lot of great topics coming up. I've had a lot of community submitted questions that I can't wait to dive into. So next Tuesday, we will be getting into another community submitted thought and uh, hearing from the rest of you. So thank you so much for joining today's show. And uh, until next time, you guys, I'll talk to you super soon.